Welcome to the Ages Comics of Alaska podcast, where we tell Alaskans what to put in their box at Alaska's comic book shop. I always wished I could do something better than comics, but there didn't seem to be anything. This is the Ages Comics of Alaska podcast, and now your hosts, Lou and Amy Joe. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How well, are hello. You? Welcome to the Aegis Comics of Alaska podcast, the Heroes Without Capes podcast. This is a weekly release podcast where we talk about Heroes Without Capes. We talk about things going on in Alaska, things that affect you, and things that are preventable, and hopefully some lessons learned. Lord knows we've been through some stuff. We can talk about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. What's what's the term that they use now? Like we're gonna we've been spilling the tea. Oh yeah, we've been spilling the tea. We've been spilling that tea. We got we got a kettle full of tea, and we we're not even we're just starting. <laughs> Y'all don't even know. <laughs> well, it's uh, it, it's me, Lou here with uh, Amy Joe, my beautiful wife and partner in crime and all of this. Just remember that partner in crime thing. Like when I actually do get in trouble one day, I'm going to be like, do you remember that one time you oh, said partner in crime? And uh, uh, today we're going to be discussing, um, we'll, we'll be recognizing some heroes without capes. Yes. We'll be touching a little bit on the uh, Public Safety Employees Association contract in regards to housing and how that affects uh, troopers out in rural Alaska. Mm-hmm. Contract negotiations that are currently going on. But. And how that affects uh, uh, DPS employees, and which in turn will affect uh, what type of law enforcement protection you get in your area. Yeah. Upcoming elections and certain candidates and our thoughts. And then we're going to be... Uh, we're going to have a little spicy at the end. Yeah, we'll uh, show you a little uh, mm. trailer for our show that's coming out that addresses mm. uh, some intimate issues about Alaska. Something that you may or may not have just discussed on this podcast. Oh, Weird. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's... Uh, uh, coincidences. Coincidence is way past. This is the universe just showing that we're on the right road. All right. So uh, before we do that, we got to pay the bills, and Popple is our sponsor. Popple, ninety-six uh, percent of business cards are tossed out if you're spending- or used as a toothpick. Exactly. So yes. you're wasting money, guys. Get Popple today. It is our favorite app. It is literally an app where you can update all of your social contact, all of your business contact information. So if you are one of those people that changes addresses, uh, gets a promotion, changes an email address, website, you would have to go to Vistaprint or one of these other companies and order all brand new cards. Or if you're someone who hands out a lot of business cards, like this is just, I don't, I can't tell you as a business owner, it's one of the hardest things I forget. Like I'm a business owner. I should hand out a business card and I will not have one in my wallet or something. And now we can have Popple. And that takes that equation out of the game of running out when you're in a situation where you're like, oh, I just gave my last one away. You're never going to have that happen. Nope. You're never going to have that happen. You we're, can, we're helping. You can literally have two profiles. You can have a personal profile for your dating or whatever you're doing. And then you can have your business profile. Also, our friend that just brought up that this could work for dating. That was kind of genius. Oh, I'm just saying 100%. Yeah, that was genius. <laughs> and I think that's some of the uh, samples that it shows in the video. But the big thing is Popple, guys. Uh, 
they have keychains. They have these little wrist uh, dongle things. They have. They a look like the little Apple tags. They're they're just these perfect little things that fit. Like it doesn't take up extra room. If you're thinking, oh, I just want to, it literally fits on your keychain and doesn't change the aspect of your keychain to enough to where it's even noticeable. And they do give you a a hard plastic uh, business card that you can have as an alternative. That is basically it has the ability where you can actually tap the back of their phone. And the big thing is that it puts all your information on their phone. Yeah. So there's no longer the question of whether they have your information. Once you transfer the information to their phone, they have an option of clicking add to contacts. All of your stuff, including profile yep. photo, is created. You in can their add phone. a meeting right from there, calendar, whatever Done. it is. It is. But here's the thing. You have to go popple. <laughs> that's, that's my new slogan for it. You have to Popple it. And remember, guys, if you use code HEROESAK, that is HEROESAK, all one word, you get 20% off all items. And yes. if you click the link in the description, you get an additional 25% off. So check it out in the description. Great way of supporting the shop. Another That's a heck of a us. discount. And I am a cheap bitch. So I'd be all about the discount. So 100%. 100% worth it. Just at least check it out. Like if you're someone with business cards, like I promise... Just try it. Like you will find how much easier it is to not have to worry about that. It is so nice. Who doesn't walk around with a phone in their hand? Honestly, who doesn't walk around with a phone in their hand now? And all you have to do is like tap their phone and boom, done. So here you have it. All right. So uh, quote of the day, which is really cool. This is an old African proverb that oh. I, uh, I found uh, earlier uh, this week. It was, if there is no enemy within, no enemy outside will prosper. Ooh. Old African proverb. Talk about some truth there. Taking care of yourself, your mental health, your physical health has never been more important. It will keep you out of trouble. It will keep you gainfully employed. It will help with your relationships if you are able to be uh, an individual that takes care of themselves and removes those enemies within those things that are... It, the biggest destruction you have is self-destruction. And I think especially in today's day and age where everything is so, um, everything's out there, social media, you know, your life is on display compared right. to it was when we grew up, you know, nobody, you were able to go home and have a bad day and people didn't know about it. And now everything is all about, you know, like social media and, and recording everything and putting it out there and all that stuff. And I am someone who's on social media who shares my life on social media. So, but I can tell you, even as someone who is a baby social media person, I don't know what I'm doing. Most of the time I just do it because it's funny. Um, but it is though, there's a, a added pressure and I think that in today's day and age where everyone is being looked at, you don't know who has a video camera out, you don't know who's filming you, whatever, especially in a law enforcement capacity, they're just trying to make a traffic stop and, you know, people are filming them and all this other stuff or, you know, all of these, there's so many different avenues where there's all these added pressures that it is so important to recognize all of those things and really take care of yourself because that's the, I know for me, that's my biggest struggle. I take care of everyone else first. That has been my whole entire, that's been my, my career as a dispatcher. You take care of everyone else first. That's what you do. And you stop taking care of yourself and you start making all these concessions 
And then before you know it, you're so far down into this hole, you have no idea how to get out. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people. And there is no shame. There is no ill will in any way, shape or form than raising your hand going, yo, I got to, I got to, I got to get myself right. And I hope that if you are someone who is struggling with your mental health, that you're struggling with anything, that you A, give yourself some grace and B, know that it is okay to ask for help. There are so many avenues out there. There, The world is at your fingertips with the internet, which is sometimes a bad thing, but there are so many avenues for help. And I know you'll probably have everything linked in the description. And and that was a lot longer than I meant it to be, but I just I just really hope that everyone knows that it is so important to take care of yourself. That is something I did not do until my 30s. And I'm And I still to this day struggle with that. I have to remind myself to take care of myself. And that's weird. No, that's a big thing. It's it's facts. You know, Uh, the I would tell people for my veterans, remember, please register with the VA. Please get the VA app, download it. That way you have that secure ability to message your provider. Uh, That has been the coolest thing for you. When you've needed to reach out, you literally just have to open up an app and you message your doctor directly. How many yeah. people can say that even with a, I have a regular provider and I've been seeing her for almost 20 years. I can't do that. And I think it is amazing. What a resource. Because especially there's such a stigma, you know, for, and I hate it. There's such a stigma still to this day for men specifically reaching out for help. And I think that if you could do it in a way where you just send a message, it makes it easier to do if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to call, you don't have to be on the phone with someone. You can just send a message. And I think that that's so important. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's, it's secure. Uh, If you're in crisis, you can immediately start texting from the app without having to know any fancy phone numbers or anything else, you can immediately start texting with a provider or you can connect directly with a mental health provider. So when you're in that moment of crisis, you can get talked off the ledge, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. So, And and just real quick, the last thing I'm going to say about this, you are not alone and you're not the only one who's in crisis. So don't feel like it's just you having a problem. There are thousands beyond thousands of people that are fighting battles that they don't show on the outside. And it is okay. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less of a person. It makes you a human. And we are all human and we all have battles to fight. So please know you are not alone ever. If you are someone who is in crisis and you don't feel comfortable with any of those other avenues, I know I should have said, I should have asked you before we started this. I can guarantee you if you reach out to Lou and I, we will help you get in contact with whoever you need to be in contact with. We will never, ever not help someone with that. And something with this podcast is to not only bring to light things that have happened that were wrong, things that were handled wrong. It is also the struggle that we were put through in all of that. And I think maybe humanizing, you know, what people go through. So just know that you're not alone and we will always, always be here for you and we will always help you. All right. The end. All right. Sorry. I just am very passionate about that. As a 911 operator, you can't help yourself. You just want to help people. Yeah. Um, 
make sure that uh, you use the resources that are out there. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of you don't know the resources. Uh, so we'll have some links as well to help you. Guys. You and I learn daily new stuff. And until we went through it and you really were given resources from another entity who gave you so many resources, we, we didn't know. Right. We should have. In our line, we should have, and we didn't, to see the amazing amount of resources and how easily accessible they are. So, they're, yeah, just that's all I have to say about that. All right. So uh, the heroes without capes that we want to recognize this week yes. are the court service officers. Some the, of my favorite people. The court service officers are, are a special commission that was established for the Department of Public Safety. Once they realized – so the commissioner – of uh, public safety for Alaska, uh, one of their primary duties is to provide protection uh, and security services for all of the courthouses in the state mm -hmm. of Alaska, for the court of Alaska. The uh, commissioner uh, essentially is uh, designated to provide protection uh, for the chief justice, all of the justices, mm -hmm. all of the court. Uh, staff, all of the judges, the uh, uh, magistrates, etc. And these duties, it was just too much to uh, try to hire troopers to fulfill all of these responsibilities. It's no different than when the commissioner was hit up to provide uh troopers throughout the entire pipeline there was no reason that, right. that was going to be able to happen which is why you have private security uh throughout the entire pipeline because mm -hmm. their job is to fulfill what troopers were supposed to be doing which is to provide protection 100 percent reasonable makes sense right and the in the case of the court service officer i don't think people realize how critical it is uh, that these guys exist they wear a gray uniform. That gray uniform, I do not think uh, uh, people realize the irony and the, the fact that that gray uniform demonstrates a neutrality while inside the courthouse because both the oh. defense and the prosecution benefit from the services of the court service officer because the court service officer is not the one who arrests their client. I never thought of that. The court service officer is the one that provides a safe environment so that the client can meet all of their court dates, that they can arrive safely to the court and get their, you know, get their day in court, you know, uh, I never thought of that. Yeah, they, they That's pretty profound. They are viewed differently by the judges, by the attorneys that go in and out of the courthouse because they immediately see that this is an individual that has no bias other than look, my job is to protect the courthouse and everyone in it, whether they are allegedly committed a crime whether they're law enforcement, whether they're, victim, whether they're victims, employee, everyone any of it. gets protection while inside the walls of the courthouse. That is the CSO. The CSO deals with inmates more than any trooper in their entire career will deal with inmates. Oh, yeah. Because the, uh, they're taking them to and from the jail to the court correct. and all of that. And then... Uh, depending on the size of the courthouse, for instance, the uh, Nesbitt Courthouse 
has a detention center in the basement of the courthouse. Mm. Multiple cells. There's nine cells down there. There's a mental health cell. There's a cell for each of the major uh, uh, jail facilities, including the pre-trial facilities. That way they know where the inmates are coming from. There's a full dispatch center down there that is supposed to track the movement of all of these prisoners, including federal prisoners, because in the state of Alaska, there is no federal jail. So the inmates that are arrested by U.S. Marshals, FBI, DEA, U.S. Customs, uh, uh, Border Patrol, these guys, uh, the federal side, they just pay a contract fee to the state of Alaska Department of Corrections. The Judicial Services Dispatch is supposed to ensure that these inmates, these prisoners, are moved around appropriately from courthouse to courthouse. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times what happens is the uh, uh, the federal prisoner... Now, when they're going to federal court, the U.S. Marshals take care of that movement. Yeah. But the moment... And this happens all the time where you have a prisoner that's facing both state and federal charges. The moment that person has to go into court for state charges, that's where the CSO steps in and transports that individual to the courthouse, to the courtroom where they're scheduled to go. Uh And ensures that, uh, uh, you know, that it's a safe proceeding. The other thing the court service officer has to do which is a big balance, and a lot of people don't know this, and uh, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn with this, but the court service officer also has to be extremely knowledgeable of court proceedings. As an example, when you have an in-custody trial, the defendant is typically in a suit and tie, they're, you know, they're, they're dressed Uh, In a manner that does not make them look like a criminal. Mm -hmm. They may be still in custody. But they cannot give the appearance of being in custody to the jury because it'll create a bias that in turn could create a mistrial. So the court service officer has the other balancing act of maintaining security, ensuring that that person who's in custody doesn't escape custody without making the jury feel like the person's in custody. No trooper could handle that on a regular basis. That's what court service officers do. That's why they're a special special commission. Unfortunately, the special commission, uh, which was created, doesn't allot for them to be paid appropriately. No. And... The court service officer, like I say, is uh, these guys travel all over the state on aircraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're responsible for the safety of that inmate. They travel all over the nation to go down. They go down to the low forty and pick up inmates from other prisons. Yep, extraditables. Extraditables to bring them up here. Mm-hmm. And once again, they have to be the first on the aircraft, the last off when they get on the aircraft. Uh, they have to do everything they can to minimize the appearance that the person's in custody the person still has to be in i've been on flights with that and they have like the jacket over them and all of that else they have to find a way to feed them safely all kinds of stuff and they cannot sleep 
that entire five, six hour flight, they cannot sleep. Yo, I would struggle with that. And so these are things that these guys do on a regular basis. You know, they uh, operate in adverse conditions. We should get them a sponsorship with five hour energy. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, they need something because moving on to. Because they get worked, overworked a lot. Yeah, 100%. I can't tell you how many times working at dispatch that I would have JS officers working after our, like your normal hours. And you know they started in the morning. Right. And all of a sudden I'd be like, Yo, it, it's 11 o'clock at night. Like I figured you like I figured you went home and you forgot to tell me. You went on my oh, no, I had to work. I had to do this. I had to do that. There uh, were a lot of them that worked incredibly long hours and had to turn around and get up the next day and do it all over again. The narcotics units patrol, they will use them to detain people on scene, especially when they're searching, like a uh, maybe they're doing an arrest warrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will have a, a CSO, a court service officer, show up in the van to throw uh, detainees in the van to make like essentially a portable detention center while mm-hmm. uh, the, the regular law enforcement conduct uh, their their investigation, you know, right. executing that warrant at that at that drug that dope house or that uh, whorehouse or wherever they're working. Right? And correct so. me if I'm wrong. On top of all of that, they also go out and serve subpoenas, evictions. That's right. They do evictions. And here's the crazy thing. Right now is that uh, because of manning issues, budget, you got unfortunately like the Anchorage Judicial Services. Uh, 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 the Right now, they're supervised by Rob French. Rob French, as you know, is one of the most unethical people I've ever met in my life. And they have to work with people like that. A a guy who has more energy to order a a senior female trooper to strip down in front of him for his own entertainment on their last day at the job. Or Or didn't speak up. Or didn't speak up rather than protect. I mean, this is who they're working for right now Mm -hmm. and now you have a situation where you know their their manning levels are are lower than expected they still have to go out and do these uh evictions where these guys are doing evictions for instance are in some of the most dangerous parts of anchorage oh i remember and and you know they were expected to go by themselves to serve these evictions like that's insane Mm -hmm. you know uh, uh they show up and there could be three or four people squatting in there in, in this rental property, all of them with warrants. Right. And we're not equipping them. No. With the manpower, I, or 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 in some cases, we're robbing them of the authority to take action. Because I remember when uh, uh, Captain Loudon was in charge, uh, he prohibited them from uh, executing arrest warrants at these uh, at these places. It's, it, now you gotta remember you're talking about a guy who weighs 400 pounds, morbidly obese, uh, is stuck in his ways, hasn't left headquarters in over half a decade, has no touch with reality, and is supervising these guys, and mm. doesn't understand officer safety. He has an un- he ate officer safety for lunch and breakfast and dessert years ago. He has no idea what he's doing. Uh, the reason I go off on a tangent is because this guy is still being allowed to show up to headquarters and still be a part of the leadership staff, yet he's been retired uh, for years now. Yeah. The guy should have no input on anything operationally, but he's viewed as a hero. Uh, well, if AST uh, has... File. if Well, not just AST. If well, DPS... The, the management. Yeah, if DPS has, um, has a history... Um, 
uh, history is not the right word. I'm trying to think um, where they repeat it over and over again. It is allowing shady shit like that to go down and they all act like it's totally okay. It all just depends on who you are. It's the good old boy system. Yeah. How are we in 2022 and the good old boy system is still this deeply rooted in things, how they allow people who knowingly break the law and be like, oh, that's fine. You're my buddy. (laughs) Oh, you can't pass the physical fitness standard oh you can't you know oh you can't do this oh that's fine you're you've been here forever so that that makes it okay right you know just it just amazes me that that is that is what they do well they focus more on that kind of stuff than on actual daily operations and taking care of their people which goes it's into more the ab- next yeah it's topic. more about sweeping it under the rug than actually addressing it it's kind of like that whole instead of addressing the issue with the one person let's send out a blanket email to everyone mm-hmm. that's kind of like i feel like what dps does is like if we just keep all of these guys and we keep doing all of this it'll be fine and all you know that we'll just keep sweeping these issues under the rug and no one will ever know about it and then People like us show up and we're like, wait, second. Yeah, that tradition doesn't work. No. Tradition uh, uh, doesn't work when you're uh, allowing people to commit uh, violations of human rights. When you have Rob French stripping down a female trooper, ordering her into her damn, uh, uh, her underwear essentially for his entertainment while in uniform in his office with uh, with the commander. So th- mm-hmm. this is the type of stuff that angers me to no end. I know that uh, his wife listens to this podcast and his friends listen to this podcast. Rob, just retire, bro. Retire before you get sued. Retire before uh, uh, you get prosecuted for something that comes up here in the near future. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to change your ways. Just retire, man. Just retire. Walk away. Just like every uh, all the other guys They've that got to all walk the other away. Ones, dude. Yeah. Uh, guys that have popped positive for cocaine after shooting someone. They get to retire. Rob, you're in a great place right now. Just retire, man. Uh, hey, you can... And hopefully, you... hopefully someone will be uh, 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 will promote into that position that actually has leadership skills. And yeah, he, he would be great at a strip club. He can go be a bouncer at a strip club. He's already used to stripping females down. Oh my goodness. Be, uh, Rob, I got a job for you. You can be a bouncer, ha- uh, head of security at a strip club because you are 100% qualified to do that job. You were doing it with a badge and a gun. You absolutely can do it now. And if you haven't apologized, shame on you. Yeah, you definitely owe an apology. Like I said, you know, I said it before, I'll say it again. Had that been my daughter, you you would just now be waking up from a coma. You are you lucky that she convinced know. her dad to leave. Yeah, you, 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 you'd have no teeth um, and you would just be waking up off of life support. Mm-hmm. Because I promise you, if you would have done that to my daughter, that's what would have happened. And I know a couple of guys out here that if you would have done that to their daughters brother and for anyone that has anything like Mm -hmm. oh you guys don't understand no No. i i want you i implore you to message us and give us a good reason ever Mm -hmm. how it's okay on to have a female employee dressed down to their skivvies and make them walk out of that building on their last day on their last last day fuck you when historically and every other person before then 
That is never, I want you to, I want you to write out the dates and the times that you've ever done that to a male employee, Mm -hmm. because we all know that hasn't happened. And I want, I want someone to give me a valid reason why that was okay. She was just retiring. Was she wasn't. She, she wasn't being fired. She wasn't being uh, fired for theft. It's not like she wasn't going to give the damn things back. I want you to give me a reason why that was okay. I'll wait, and I'll still be waiting because there's no one that can say anything. Huh. But to circle back to talk about the heroes without capes because we we kind of got segued on that. I do want to really say that court service officers, JS officers, you guys are underappreciated, you're underpaid, and there are those of us, Lou and I, and many others that see you and see the job that you do and the work that you do. As someone who used to be your dispatcher, I see you. I know that there were times at dispatch, there was a couple of times I'd be like, ah, because I'd be so busy with swing shift and, you know, they'd be going out for evictions and pulling all the cases and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm human. I probably got a little snippy with you on the radio. And if I ever did that, I apologize. I never tried to do that as a dispatcher. I don't think dispatch understood. No. They did not understand how dangerous an eviction is. You literally just put several things into perspective for me that I never even thought about. And especially as a dispatcher, you thinking of it, oh, they're just going to go tell them, tell them, get out. You don't really think about it until you're kicking someone out of their home. Mm-hmm. that's not just a, hey, guys, we'll go get, you know, Starbies later and it'll be great situation. That's a get out. You don't have a choice. We had to oversee the eviction of constitutionalists in Anchorage. One oh, time. Lord. These guys had a straight up compound in Anchorage. They had refused to pay city taxes, you know, for their constitutional, constitutional, you know, reasons and decided that if you're going to evict us, you're going to have to come with the army because we're not Mm -hmm. leaving. They had a fortified compound, weapons, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. And we had to do the eviction for that with just CSOs. I requested the special emergency response team to assist. I requested specialized units to assist in that. And no one would help us because we're court service. And, you know, again, I'm going to throw this. do it ourselves. I'm going to throw this out there because we do get a lot of people who like to say things. And that's fine. We didn't start this podcast for people to be silent. We wanted to start a conversation. And the conversations are happening. And, again, I, for anyone that says, oh, you were overreacting. You were making these situations mm-hmm. out to what it could be. Anyone that knows from a law enforcement standpoint, from a dispatch standpoint, you want to go there with a greater force to make sure everyone goes home. Why, just like they do with troopers, do we send people into these situations where they are the underdog in the situation? They are outnumbered, more unlikely outgunned more unlikely have all sorts of different things that are going to be against them. Why on God's green earth would it be considered overreacting? And for those that can't see, I did quotation marks for that. Mm -hmm. For someone to show up in force going, nah, y'all got to get the fuck out. We got all these people here. Y'all got to get out. And especially like a constitutionalist, trust me, I've had them on the phone on 911. Lord have mercy. Gabe and Scott were killed by a constitutionalist. Yep. He didn't believe in troopers. He doesn't believe mm-hmm. in law enforcement and all those other things. Him and the son. And so. 
And so I, 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 that's, that's the point I want to make there is for anyone that's like, oh, he's just overreacting. Uh, no, no, because he not wants everyone to, to go safety. home. Not when it comes to You safety. never overreact when it comes to safety. That's right. So. All right. Another reason that we cannot get protection in rural Alaska right now, mm-hmm. that there are communities in Alaska that do not get protection is because of housing. Housing, we have spoken about it to... We showed pictures. Yeah, we, we, we have spoken about that topic endlessly. We have the photos, the mold, the damage, the, the whole nine. Here's the interesting thing. The Public Safety Employees Association that is charged, they are the union charged with upholding the bargaining agreement between the Department of Public Safety, the state of Alaska, and its employees. They are charged with ensuring that the CSOs get paid appropriately and have housing and have all these things available for them in rural Alaska Mm -hmm. because CSOs are sent out to rural Alaska for assignments in Bethel, Dillingham, Kotzebue, which uh, Nome, Mm -hmm. which has been very difficult historically for them to fill. The union tends to cite that uh, they have no authority or contractual authority to enforce housing issues. But yet, it's in the contract. I have on screen the Public Safety Employees Association contract, the most recent one. If you just go to page 45 of the contract, that's where it starts in Article 13 of the contract. Wow, look at that. Housing. Well, look at that. Multiple pages that tell you everything from what the the factors to be used in determining the value of rent. Mm. And by the way, in every community that we've lived in rural Alaska, the housing was between fair and poor. That is defined here in the contract. Helen Page, uh, on, on the very first part of uh, Article 13, uh, factors to be used in determining uh, rent. It shows the rental formula there. It even shows, you know, what a good is, what fair is, what poor is, right? So then you have uh, uh, what the rent should be. So right. for... A uh, a one uh, based off of Anchorage housing, based uh, this is the base schedule. So it says mm-hmm. that uh, uh, you know a three or, f- or more bedroom should be fourteen hundred, which is actually not accurate because it's like seventeen hundred dollars. Right, once yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, let's call it fourteen uh, fourteen hundred bucks, whereas a a studio would be seven hundred and twenty six. Right, mm-hmm. that's based off of good condition. Housing is all based off of the HUD or Housing and Urban Development Section 8 inspection form, which is what's supposed to tell you whether the house is good, fair, or poor condition. Based off of the condition, based off of any amenities that are lacking, based off of a... a, a, a you know, uh, there were certain standards certain to the stand- to the home, like you had to have a garage. That determined the rent. No, none of the houses currently in Selowick, the housing in Selowick, the housing in Amonic, the housing in Bethel, the housing in Kotzebue, the housing in Dillingham, 
None of those houses are in good condition. No. They're all in fair and poor. Antioch right now, Antioch, there is a trooper right now that has contracted cancer that they believe is linked to the housing out there. Now, this particular trooper is probably not going to do anything about it uh, until it's too late. I certainly hope that this trooper uh, would consider seeking uh, a legal representation. The union is not going to step in and represent him and concerning his injuries. I guarantee you they're going to side with the state, not you on that, and they're going to try to cover it up. So you're going to need to get a lawyer and you're going to need to because they to covered up they covered up the mold and the asbestos and the complaints that we had on our home. Yeah. Oh, uh, interesting fact. So now that I'm uh, licensed in real estate, I can tell you something that's uh, interesting. Um, did you know that for the Department of Public Safety to collect rent and to rent these properties as the rep, let uh, me. Let me explain to the listeners. The way it works is the Department of Public Safety has their supply department. Supply manages all the housing. And then, you know, you'd have people like Brittany Patsky that would enforce collecting rent as well as your commanders. Mm-hmm. that would Your detachment commanders would collect the rent or ensure that you're paying the rent, right? Right. That is illegal. Because they're deducting it out of your paycheck directly. Well, not just that, but it is illegal because in the state of Alaska, unless you flat out own the property, you are the owner of the property, you must be a licensed a licensed real estate uh, uh, professional. You must have an actual li- a real estate license to manage properties in the state of Alaska. That is the law. And the state doesn't get a waiver especially when they're collecting the rent on properties that they don't own. The majority yeah. of the properties that are out there are sublet. They they have contracts with yeah, actual owners sublet. of these properties, but it's the department that is doing the renting and acting as a property manager. To be a property manager in the state of Alaska, you must have a real estate license. The reason for that is so that you know all the rules about real estate. Because if you knew all the rules, if you were a licensed professional, none of this would be going on. Which is why on J-Bear, for instance, they have a civilian contract that manages their housing that is made up of licensed realtors in that mm-hmm. office. Because they, the Department of Defense realized that they were in violation in the majority of their communities where they have housing. So Department of Public Safety is already violating the law. Mm-hmm. They're violating state law. And, of course, they've been able to hide under the state umbrella because, you know, the state troopers as a whole historically have a fantastic reputation in the state because they respond to emergencies. They do search and rescue. They do wildlife protection. They respond to crimes all over the state in locations that no average person would ever want to be involved in. Right. Okay. They do a very dangerous job. They are just managed atrociously. Mm -hmm. They are managed negligently. That is why the department is where it's at right now. But with that being said, the department does what it does and gets away with what it does because they are hiding behind the heroes that did the job for them and gave them the image that these 
managers at headquarters have no business, nor do they have the right to hide behind the heroes yeah. that are actually doing the job. In the, the people field. in those admin positions that get off on their high horses and all that other stuff. 95% yeah. of the people within the, the state troopers are wonderful, absolutely great people that are doing a job that a lot of people wouldn't do. But for most people, it's just there's a that small percentage that outweighs the you know that small percentage makes sadly a bigger splash than than the good ones well, because they're just out doing their job well when your management staff is one of the worst in in the nation that that's an issue right mm-hmm. as long as they have the rob frenches and the hans brinkies and the barry wilson's uh the 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 Dan Loudons, as long as these people are allowed to be in positions of authority, even though they're not in the department anymore, several of these guys still have influence. They show up to, to headquarters. Yeah, what regularly. are you doing there? You're retired. Go home. Yeah, it, providing horrible input. And they have all these guys that idolize them that are currently in management positions. We need it's leaders. Not we don't the people need you managers. should idolize. I, I, I say that, you know, to the point that... Uh, you know, sometimes I get tired of saying it, but you know, it needs to be said. Contract negotiations going along with this and uh, circling back to your court service officers. Your court service officers, along with your uh, uh, airport and fire, which are your uh, historically disenfranchised representatives. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, members of the of the union. Public Safety Employees Association right now is starting um, their contract negotiations. They go out to Juno. They start doing their. Uh, uh, they also start endorsing. Uh, uh, well, they've candidates endorsed candidates out yeah. there, and they endorse some really dirty candidates out there. They have, they go with who they think is going to benefit them in the long run. Which, as uh, someone in DPS once said, it's a bunch of crap. Absolutely a bunch of crap, right? So uh, everyone knows if you want to run for governor in the state of Alaska or big office, uh, you must be endorsed by Public Safety Employees Association and by uh, uh, the National Educators Association, NEA. If you're not endorsed by those two unions, you will not win election, period. There's no – historically, it doesn't happen. Right. So you have to be endorsed by PSEA. The problem is that PSEA has become so corrupt that they will provide that uh, endorsement to damn near anyone that you know. Feeds well, that's my buddy, meat. though, that's so it's okay. Buddy. And you know that's they why used to be the president here, so it's okay. And that's why. And that's why, regardless of what they do politically, you know, like come, come on, like you guys have got to see this. And for someone who who was just on the sidelines as your wife, you know, watching the union fail to act on multiple occasions, whether it be housing or, you know, the situation with you that you went through with AST, it like, it's almost comical that I'm like, what are they going into contract negotiations and going, well, here's a list of all the people we screwed over, but don't worry, they don't matter. Here's all the people that we made fatter and richer and Richard being a loose term, I don't mean financially. I just mean, you know, maybe within their positions or, or Although if somebody things. would please subpoena that, uh, although I, I think we might just have to sue PSEA. 
but we'll we'll see. Uh, we need to subpoena that. Uh, 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 the, the gag NDA, order. Yeah, the NDA. The gag order, because we know that uh, uh, a certain individual is 100% involved in that. Uh, contract negotiations, uh, before I move into that, is uh, contract negotiations right now. Once again, it, the majority of the negotiations are being conducted by troopers. They may have one airport fire person on the negotiations team by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will bully that individual and shut that person up. Yeah, you're the odd man out here. Shut up and do what we say. The uh, court service officers have no representation on that uh, uh, on that negotiations Just team. Just why both year. of those groups constantly are, screwed over. are unrepresented and they are not getting the benefits, the pay, the housing, the resources that they deserve for doing a very hard job and they're not getting represented correctly because why would they when they were the odd man out? And it was, you know, oh, I'm going to take care of me first, not you. Instead of going, hey, this is something we need to to handle as a whole. We need to understand, for, for lack of a better term, you know, you can't have your boat with a gigantic hole in it mm-hmm. and not expect to sink eventually. And they have these big old holes in there when... They're not representing all of their people. And then they wonder why people get disenfranchised. They wonder why people are like, well, fuck it. You know what? I'm just going to go to work. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to clock my, my eight, 10 hours. I'm going to go home, like da, da, da. And, and how can you blame them? Well, instead of buying, instead of uh, uh, paying the big dollars to repair the hull, have the, the, hull, the hull reconstructed, what they do is they take what they think is the easy way out and they just install another bilge pump. And what they're doing is they're trying right. to pump out this ocean of problems. Or it's like that as seen on with. TV, like the, we're just going to slap some tape on it and we're going to act like yeah. this is okay when mm-hmm. it may be okay in the interim. Like I know airport and uh, airport police and fire recently got a raise. Um, I do not know if JS did or not, um, but there's still a lot of things missing. And it was like one of those you know, like here's a starving dog and we're not going to give you the whole steak, but here's this small little bone for you to chew on. Now go over in the corner, sit down and shut up because we got you the something. first law enforcement officer that first public safety representative that a person, a tourist sees when they come into the Anchorage International Airport is a airport fire officer. Mm-hmm. They don't see a trooper. They see no. an airport fire officer. That is the first representative of law and order that mm-hmm. they see. These guys go through two academies, not one, two academies. And I know troopers currently in the field right now that could not qualify physically to perform the duties of an airport fire officer. Yeah. No way in a million years would they qualify. These guys are paramedics, EMTs, and they're police officers. They go through two academies. And yet we pay them one of the lowest wages uh, in public safety in the state. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unacceptable. But yet we're asking them to do similar, if not the same, jobs plus some. Yeah. You know, uh, upcoming elections that affect this. Right now you've got two candidates. Uh, you've got Doug Massey, former Colonel for Wildlife, and former president of PSEA. Gee, I wonder who PSEA endorsed. Yeah. And then you've got, uh, if, you know, for him, 
you know, uh, he obviously had to retire. There were some things that I believe are going to come up soon uh, that will bring to light why he had to retire. Mm-hmm. What we will speak on is what we observed directly, which was him being advised by the legal counsel for PSEA to stop negotiating with then-candidate Dunleavy, who was Senator Dunleavy at the time, and to stop endorsing him without permission from the uh, political action uh, Yeah, they hadn't committee. voted on it. They hadn't voted on it. And he told that person to pack... This is what he does. He's a bully. Yeah. And for anyone that's questioning that, we were literally there we were sitting, when that phone conversation it was happened. on speakerphone we heard the whole conversation yeah so we were sitting right not there. just not just one of us both both of us both of us if you're was from there. the streets both both, both of us both of us of was us there were. and we heard how you talked to that particular individual we heard how you told them to essentially sit down shut up and you were going to do whatever the fuck you wanted to do well i i i know that he talks like that i wasn't surprised because when he uh, I have a sailor's mouth, out, but I know when to, when when to shut ca- that up. When I called him out during uh, uh, contract negotiations years prior when I was uh, an actual rep, uh, I believe I was the Kotzebue rep for the union, and he called me up cursing at me and trying to bully me, and I cursed his ass out. He knew. He knew. I'm not the one. Hey, mm-hmm. I play hockey, too. I played hockey in Queens, New York. I play hockey, too. What? Mm. You get checked? What? What is you know? what is what is that um that that term um if you're in a glass house throw the first stone or whatever no, you know if you're in a glass house don't don't don't, don't, throw, don't you know don't sto- don't throw stones in a glass house right and yeah. and dude you you surrounded by glass and you got stones all over you because there's some stuff that has happened that you know you're involved in that was involved in your departure that you were involved in while you were there talk about it hey if you weren't in the wrong talk about it let everyone know so that way it's out there and that way it doesn't come out later on like you know what do the honorable thing right now you're not ready for office right now just back out of this right now your 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 constituents will understand what are you gonna bring like honestly what i have yet to see a single like Look, personally, professionally, whatever, all that aside, as a as a constituent in Alaska. And you're you're our rep. You would be our rep. I don't want you as my rep. What would you do for me? You're not gonna do anything for if me. If I and 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 honestly, if I came to you as my political representee and I said this is something da, da, are you honestly gonna look me in the face and tell me, Don't worry, Amy, I got you. I'm gonna look into this. No, you're gonna tell me to get out. Because that's just how you are. If I'm not You're on the list, if I'm not on the list, I'm out. You're a bully. And you can't I'm not do right, that. I'm not the right skin tone for you, Doug. And you can't, you can't be that person in a political appointed position oh, no, like no. that. No, see, or not he, appointed, being, but uh, elected. people endorsing Doug right now are all your stereotypical valley rednecks. Your racist, your, 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 uh, your guy that uh, says the N-word at the drop of a hat. Those are the people that are endorsing Doug right now. And but they also don't know the full picture. Yeah, you know, I, I, at this point, I'm tired of uh, excuses, you know. Uh, I was these not are the same excuse. people. These are, these are the same people that are defending Garrett Willis. 
this hockey and rodeo community. These are the people that you. are endorsing that are endorsing Doug Massey right now. And you know what? I had a lot of respect for the hockey and rodeo community because we have family in that community. Mm -hmm. But there are certain segments of that community that are so redneck and so gone that they do not care as long as they have some extremist that represents them and rec represents their uh, uh, limited value system, which is if you're white, you're right, or if whatever whatever it is, you know, it, it's disgusting, it's archaic, it needs to go away. And, you know, uh, uh, that's who he he panders to right now. You got Jacob Butcher. Jacob Butcher is a dishonest individual who is running for school board. It, it's my understanding Why? that he's also been endorsed by uh, PSEA. Oh, I haven't seen that. So he's getting endorsed, but yet this dude, he's single-handedly ruined one of the largest communication centers in, in the state, uh, aside from Anchorage PD, correct me if I'm wrong. Anchorage, Anchorage and I believe Fairbanks uh, is a contender. So he's ruined that that dispatch center. They can't retain anyone. They're completely understaffed. All the stuff that he cited was unsafe for a statewide dispatch center. He's doing, like he brought his A game on all the worst things. Right? You know what they're doing at midnight now? They're telling all the officers that NCIC is 10-7 and for all traffic to 10-3 to Maine. Uh, you're going to need to explain Oh, that sorry, 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 sorry. Um, the, that the NCIC channel, so NCIC channel is the channel that the officers would switch to, to like if they pulled someone over and they needed to run the driver's license and the vehicle or, or any information for whatever it is. That's what A separate channel. A separate channel. Traffic. Because a lot of that takes a little bit longer. The, the readbacks from dispatch are going to be longer. You know, all that you're having to tell the person that they're either they have a warrant or they don't and their license status, the vehicle status. There's, there's a lot of different things. You're running guns you're running all sorts of different things um they're they're saying at midnight because they can't get the staffing that when they say that ncic is 10 7 that means ncic is offline for the night they don't have anyone manning it so that all those officers have to 10 3 which is the 10 code to switch over to the main channel so why you have an officer that's saying hey i need to run five people by name and date of birth and they're going on, it's going to be Jim Bob Smith, the third, date and of birth. all of a sudden, an officer is in a fight for their life, and they can't get through because this guy is running five different names. Yeah, as an example. So so they're running And it has all. happened, by the way. When I was there nine plus years ago, that was not an option, Ever. Ever. I had an officer show up to my house to wake me up to force me into work. Mm -hmm. That that was never an option to not have those channels manned all the time. How is that okay now? How is that an acceptable way to run? I don't care that it's after midnight. I don't care that it's historically, quote unquote, not as busy. Even a decade ago... We were able to man three channels and you and I work together. So, you know, I'm speaking the truth. I was there. So don't tell me that this is okay. Don't tell me that there's not enough traffic to where you guys. No, that's not okay. And we all know it because there are some people who are long winded and then someone else can't get their traffic out there. And that is an officer safety issue. That is a monumental issue. And that's not. It's a bunch of crap. It is a bunch of crap. He's right. He's just right on that one. And you and you're gonna vote for this guy to be in charge of the 
whatever school the school board? board does. In charge of the the budget for the school board? If you think the school bus issue is bad now, if he runs the school board the way he runs MatCom, it, you will never see a school bus pick up your kids. You're, the school bus will be dispatched to, to Fairbanks with your kid. I mean, you will never get your kid back. You do not want this guy in office. This guy should be in jail right now. He shouldn't even be where he is right now. But that's, once again, it's a good old boy system out here in the Valley sometimes. It's who you know. And until people step up and say, you know what? That's not flying anymore. This is not right. This needs to stop right now. But Until it, that happens, mm -hmm. things are going to remain the same. And again... If you're in Actually, these positions, if you're in these positions and you're going for these political positions, here's what I pose to you. Everyone is allowed redemption. Everyone is allowed, you know, all of that stuff. Talk about it. Tell you how you're not going to do those things again. Talk about what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Tell us how we're wrong. Tell us how any of the information that we have provided is wrong. And don't tell me that I don't know that you guys are making NCIC offline at midnight. I know people. I know this. Heck, I even have a recording of it. Mm -mm. So don't say that it's not happening. We know it is. And again, I've said it every time I'm on this podcast, and I will continue to say it. I will. I invite anyone to show up and prove us wrong. I'll bake cookies. I make damn good cookies. Show where we're wrong. Show where the information that we have provided is wrong. Show that the allegations, not even allegations, show that the facts that we're talking about are wrong. More than happy to. Uh, P.S. I'm still waiting from the other podcast where I brought that up and no one's taking me up on it. Weird. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, one last thing that we're going to bring up. There is a new show that's coming out. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. It's called Alaska Daily with... Uh, Hillary Swank, uh, Academy Award winner. And it addresses, as one of the main key topics, she's an investigative reporter that gets recruited to investigate missing indigenous women in Alaska. In Alaska. And it addresses Love some it. of the stuff, which is really awesome. This show addresses some of the shortcomings in a certain department's response to this stuff, which will be aired to the entire world. Let's take a look at the trailer, see what's going on. Yeah. Let's see here. I will bring it up here. Yeah. Here you go. You're one of the best. Why are you here, Stanley? To offer you a job. Cold case in Alaska. She went missing two years ago. Her death is part of a pattern of murdered indigenous women. I'm one reporter. You don't need me. You break big stories, I mean, we're just missing too much. Alaska has a funny way of revealing things to you. Outsiders come to disappear or to reinvent themselves. Which is it? I came for a job. This is where it all happens. I can see that. Roz, I want to put you on a story with Eileen. Now they're missing murdered Native women. And we need to show who's to blame. I work alone. Do you know anything about Alaska? She always like this? 
It's been two years and no one's come forward with any information. No one's going to do anything about it. Not the cops, not the politicians. Did you have a New York lawyer pressure Anchorage PD into turning over the police report? I did. But that's not how we do things here. Maybe it should be. It works. You show up and start asking questions? Be careful. Alaska doesn't need another corrupt reporter spewing lies. Go back to New York before something bad happens. <laughs> that sounds like Doug. There's no shortage of stories to report on here. When it gets dark, it can get dark. Yeah, I'm starting to get that vibe. Someone knows something. I want to talk to Gloria's mother. My daughter was taken. I know how you feel. Did you lose a daughter? You have no idea how I feel. Maybe the reason you're here has yet to be revealed. I'm just following facts. We can choose to fight and report the news together. We're going to break this story. We are out of the shadows. And that airs this week, this Thursday on Hulu. Yeah, that's, you know... <clears throat> Do I think it is a coincidence that we started this podcast before we even knew about that show? And yeah. now this? Nope. Thanks, Jesus. Appreciate you. Um, because y'all know that eventually the right people are going to ask the questions and you're not going to be able to skirt around it anymore. You're going to have to answer. And especially when it comes to an issue like the missing indigenous women in Alaska, that we all just act like it's not a thing when we all know it's a thing and it's a big thing. Um, this is going to bring that to light, whether you like it or not. And thankfully it is. And because we talked about it earlier, one of the nice things about the world being so connected and the internet and all that other stuff, you can't just hide it like you used to 20 years ago. You have to start doing your job and I'm not talking about most of the troopers that are out there trying to do what they're doing. You guys are understaffed. You are overworked. You are not given the resources to do We're the investigation. We're talking about the Hans Brinkies, the Barry Wilsons, mm -hmm. the Dan Loudons, the Rob Frenches. Mm -hmm. That's who we're talking about. Yeah, and Garrett Willis, what, all of those. Garrett Willis, the Doug Masseys. And you know what's really cool? There's a good chance that your guys' stories might get told on this show at one point or another. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. Who knows? Who knows? It might just happen. Who knows what stories are going to break yeah. from that? You never and know. And guess what? There's this wonderful thing, the Freedom of Information Act. You can't hide everything forever. You just can't. can't. Forever. Now, we may have stayed silent for the last couple of years because of legal proceedings, but since you guys have done what you've done with those, I can tell you right now... I am not silent anymore. I will not be silent anymore. And y'all know what you did. Those of you that were involved, I don't care that two of the major players in the things that happened to my husband retired because both of them shouldn't have retired. They were both, technically, it was that fire or retire situation. So don't tell me that these are good people. Nobody, nobody's going to stand up here and be like, well, let me tell you the good that Barry Wilson did. Let me tell you about all the sexual harassment claims that were against him. Let me tell you about all the people that Hans Brinke was inappropriate with. Uh, I was at PPD when you were the captain at Palmer. 
I watched you and your creeper ass. So don't don't act like the stuff that we're talking about is not known. And for everyone that's listening, it's like, well, you shouldn't say that stuff about him. Every single one of you know. All of you know and all of you watched these guys. You'd be comfortable. Here's here's a great hypothetical situation. You're telling me you'd be okay if your wife and Hans Brinke got where your wife went to like some wives conference or whatever and all of a sudden Hans Brinke is there by himself and there's no husbands there. Everyone would be okay with that. None of you would be going, yo, none of you would call your wife and be like, yo, watch yourself around this guy or Barry Wilson. Well, uh, Chun Chan and Scott Bartlett for that, for that matter. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about Scott, but I know, I know Chan's got a past. Well, uh, Scott, uh, uh, his big thing is that he covers for for his buddy Chun. And uh, yeah, I just, you guys can't sit here and say, you know, they've never done. And look, I'm not saying anyone's perfect. Everyone's perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're human. We're fallible. But there is a reasonable difference between being human and fallible and gross negligence and gross mishandling of things and flat out horrible behavior. Just being evil. Yeah. Being an evil individual. People like Garrett Willis how many felony assault charges are against you? And people are still, even, it's not like there's one. And that's the thing. That's the thing that gets me. And I know that I am taking this to a place that I probably shouldn't. It's not what we were going to talk about, but it drives me absolutely batty. We are in 2022 and we are still believing the abuser first in so many situations. If Garrett wasn't a rodeo guy, not even that. Let's say he was part of the rodeo. If he wasn't a trooper and had four different women with four very similar assault stories and he got arrested, everyone would be going, that piece of shit. But all of a sudden, because he happened to have a badge that made it okay, the rodeo community has made it okay because of who his daddy is. The hockey community has badgered some of the victims because he would never have you slept with them before yeah did you live with him do you know he's a he's such a good coach do you so so the the hour that you see him putting on a front that's all you know about them and instead of believing the victim who lived with him who was married or in a relationship with him we're gonna look at them and go oh well it was the women all four of them obviously got together and conspired and did all that. what the hell it is 2022 people and we are still doing this we are still victim blaming you have got to be kidding me as a woman we were just talking about the difference about like what it is when women are out and about and you know different interactions with people and all this other stuff and it is amazing to me that it is 2022 And these are things women still need to worry about. You can't be at a concert with your girlfriends and not worry about someone roofing your drink because you said no to him. I just watched a video on a woman who that happened to her. I cannot believe that right now you have four separate victims. And and there's something to be said, especially that we know of that we know of. That are, that are part of this. And especially because he had a badge. 
you know that they're not just going to go willy-nilly that arrest. They are going to make sure that that report, that that arrest is ironclad because they do. They have to make sure before they go forward, they're always going to be like, well, we're going to just double check. We're going to really look into this. I get it. I get it. But you have now had an arrest. I get that his court case hasn't come to like fruition yet, but do not tell me that it is okay to badger these victims before the case is before the, the court case is complete. Okay, if the court case is complete and they say, hey, we've we found that this part to be true, but not this part or whatever, you might be like, well, you know, they're there, but still, right now. You don't get to tell me and you don't get to tell those women that they're wrong. You don't get to tell them that what happened to them didn't happen. You don't get to make them feel bad about it. And you don't get to look at them and say, well, you're obviously wrong. Okay, so let's, let's, put, you know, it, let's reverse it. It was your daughter. Your daughter was sexually assaulted. Your daughter was assaulted. But it was a cop that did it. So no one, you know, no, you're going to believe your daughter. So how is that okay that you can look at another female and not believe her? Now I get it. There's some females out there that make false reports. It happens. Happens on both sides of the gender spectrum. But we should not be blaming these victims. And we should not be making them feel bad. And you definitely shouldn't be badgering them. How dare you? How dare you? dare you and ooh, I'm going to pray for you extra hard. I'm going to pray for you extra hard because it's the only thing I can do that is legal. And for the victims, and I know I've said it every time I come on here, but this just like really obviously like stirred something up in me. I want you to know I believe you and you are doing right and you have people standing with you. Even though I am not physically behind you, I am always with you and I believe you. And do not think for a second, when all these people are coming down on you, that they matter. They don't. You do. So that's all I have to say about that. I am sorry to go off on that tangent. It just stirred that up and I just needed to say it. Well, it's because of a thing called tribalism. What happens is, uh, whether it be Department of Public Safety, whether it be uh, a, a pilot, agency, whether it be, uh, no, whether it be a hockey community or a rodeo community what happens is that the community whether it be law enforcement or something else as a whole their gut instinct is to protect the reputation of the community because they have taken so much ownership in the community they feel that if one person committed such a heinous act that it will reflect negatively on the community and they're not looking at the larger picture, which would be if we hold this person accountable, we are sending a message mm -hmm. to everyone that our community encourages and believes in law and order and in the treat the fair treatment of all human beings, irregardless of their race, gender, religion. And I think that there are good people. I know that there's good people because we have family members that are in those communities mm -hmm. that are in the, they're on the same page as us. But unfortunately, that tribalism kicks in. That majority. And that majority is like, if we admit 
that this person who was part of our community for so many years did these evil things, then people are going to assume that we are evil. Quite the opposite. But unfortunately, because you're taking the stance of defending these people based off of their status with your community instead of what they actually did, what you're doing is the opposite of what you were trying to prevent in the first place, which is you are now sending a message to the people in Anchorage, to the people in rural Alaska, that the rodeo and hockey community in the Matsu Valley is uh, filled with a bunch of of, uh, redneck Ku Klux Klan members that hate everyone, hate women, Mm -hmm. hate all races. And if you ain't white, you you ain't right, which is far from the truth. That is far from the truth. But until you make a stand and do the right thing, reach out to these victims and stand behind them. For fuck's sake, man. At least listen to them. Fuck. these, These two guys are not gods, man. You don't need to automatically assume that they did the right thing because you play hockey with them or because you rode a fucking horse with them. For fuck's sake, guys. Please. And I think I think that it that tribal mentality and I think that that's something that's very valid to what we're doing here. You're not going to find two people you're not going to find two people more very very often out in the world like Lou and I who support law enforcement more he and i he still bleeds blue i still i have that gold blood in me as a dispatcher and it's mixed with some blue in there i will always fight for the good officers and i will always fight and support people doing the good fight but we are also not going to stand idle while bad things are happening and allow people who did bad things to just ride off into the night on like some fucking white horse like there's some knight in shining armor that you're not going to find someone who is literally if lou was driving and saw an officer needing help on the side of the road he's the first person that's going to stop same with me that's just the way it is you're not going to find and people may uh, I know that there's been some people that have had to say that we are out on a uh, on a mission. I don't think that was the right word. Um, someone used a particular word about how we're we're on some uh, crusade. I believe was the word to to destroy all of AST, and that's not it at all. That's not it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, we actually- that, per- that person used that term because they were they were on a crusade to ruin people's marriages. Oh, no, 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 not that one. (laughs) Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. one. Uh, But that one also, I think that's just what they do for fun. Yeah, that that was what that one does for fun. Being a circus seal. No, no, the one I was thinking about, she's a wife of one. Um, But here's the thing there's a difference between standing idle and standing up for what's right and bringing to light situations so that you can affect change. I'm going to tell you what, no one was really talking about this. You know, may, there might have been whispers. There's conversations now. Guarantee fucking tee it. There's conversations now where there was only whispers. And you are never going to affect change until you start standing up and demanding it. And that is what we're doing. You want to sit there and say that I'm on some tyrant to go take down all of troopers? No. All my homies out there, you know I got you. You know I got your back. You know I would go put a headset on right now and I would figure it out and I would got you. And so does Lou. And for the 95% of you that are out there doing the job and doing the work and doing all the hard shit that nobody else wants to do, we see you 
and we got you. But just because some of the things we're talking about are kind of uncomfortable and it kind of makes, oh, and we're bringing up, you know, people's indiscretions doesn't make them not valid. So sometimes you have to have those hard conversations. And I know that especially in this day and age, everyone's all about being a keyboard warrior because you don't actually have to say it. You don't actually say it to someone's face, but I can type it and I'm going to use all caps because I'm a see you next Tuesday. Ha! But (laughs) no, we're going to still do what we're doing. I am immensely proud of you because standing up and speaking your truth and speaking what happened to you is not something everyone would do. So keep doing it, baby. I got you. I got your six always. Well, uh, I, I certainly hope that people understand, too. You know where to find me. I'll find you. My phone, my phone number, my phone number is out there. My you phone guys, number has not know. changed since cell phones were invented. I have had the same cell phone number. You guys know how to get a hold of me. If, if you all want to, if you want to talk about this, we could talk about it. Like I said, come, come yeah. prove us wrong. Yeah. I'll bake cookies. When I get back from my trip, I'll bake cookies. But if you come for smoke, you better get that too. You better be prepared if that's that what you're going to show up for. I'm not from Alaska. I'm from Queens, New York. You can get that too. And I'm a Sutton girl, so I scrap. <laughs> so, guys, we love you. We and, really do. Uh, uh, we really, really do. I know that we may coming. seem like it, but we really do. Yeah, we we got more. Uh, we got more content coming, uh, and then uh, we're also going to be launching our comics and cribs uh, podcast here. We already have soon. a mascot. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's going to be great, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for everyone that reaches out. If we're a little late getting an episode out, you know, y'all are thirsty for it, and I appreciate you. Message us if you want to be a guest on the show. Or message us with who you want us to recognize. It can be anonymous. We're not going to bring your name into it. Yep. And there's been a couple people who are like, well, I would tell you about this, but I don't want my name out there. We don't have to put your name out there. That's right. And just, you know, bring issues to our attention. And if we can get the evidence on it that we can speak of it with evidence, we will. I'm not going to talk about rumor. If I don't have the evidence on it, I can't talk about it, which is why there are some things we are a little bit more elusive about. We all know what happened with certain people, but until I have the proof in my hand, I can't talk about it. Uh, spe- uh, special uh, thoughts to our, our friends and family in Selwick. Uh we know that uh, you oh, all of West loss. Coast Alaska um, with the with the storms that you guys just went yeah, through. And, and then, then there, there was, was a, a loss in Selawick. There was that murder that was just horrendous. So we're not going to talk about that. But uh, uh, we just wanted you to know that uh, uh, we're definitely praying for you. And uh, we know that you deserve better out there. Mm-hmm. And we're doing our part. So thank you, guys. We will see you next week. You just listened to the Ages Comics of Alaska's podcast. Don't forget, new episodes drop every week. For more info about Alaska's comic book shop, visit www.agescomicsalaska.com.